Welcome to Julie Girl, a big brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things big brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed and we wanted a place we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to like, comment, subscribe, or share our episodes, we would highly appreciate that as well. And if you have any suggestions for fun things you'd like to hear, feel free to hit us up by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at @juliegirlpod or by sending an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. Hi. Are you back outside? You said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Look. <laughs> what up? Beyonce. Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. Uh, it must be the cash because it ain't your face. <laughs> Ooh, I felt that. I felt that because I was like, why would you say this when your husband looked the way he do? Right? <laughs> God, that album is so good. I'm so glad we can finally talk about it. Like, I've just been waiting to talk to someone about it. I'm like, A, I'm so upset that you listened to it before it actually came out. And so you had a lot longer to listen Says to it. Says who? Says who? I did not. Me. You did. You're you making, liar. he's making up falsehoods. Beyonce was talking about you. <laughs> She was talking about you in that in that letter. She Look, said, "I can't help. People, I'm VIP, and I was invited early." <laughs> you a lie is what you what you is. You a fake, and you a Look, cheat. And you honestly, a lie. she deserves it because I saw she just dropped a collector's edition vinyl after I bought the limited edition vinyl, and the collector's edition vinyl is better than the limited edition vinyl. So she already took my money, and she fucked me over. So. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, 24 hours to listen to your album in advance. Thank you, ma'am. We're even. I'm so mad at her because, girl, why do I need to spend another $50 for another vinyl? You know I can't I'm resist. Not. You I'm know not. I can't resist. You know she I can't She doesn't deserve resist. it. She tried it. We are all out here dealing with inflation and money issues and gas prices. And I'm not going to spend all my hard-earned money on her. I just think that is so rude. I hate when artists do that shit. Like, don't tell me that I'm going to have a limited edition collector's item and then you go put up something better after I buy it because I think I'm getting, like, the best of the best. That's wrong. I'm sorry. It really irked me when I saw that tonight. I was like, she tried it. I was mad, too. Even though I, I like that the limited edition one has a different cover. So, like, even the other one is what makes it better, just that it has a hard case or whatever? It has 28 page booklet with it the, the other one does i think they all have a 28 page booklet. not according to her website huh well beyonce you better keep it cute girl <laughs> i know i better have a fucking booklet with mine or i'm gonna be mad you said you're outside we finna be outside and my vinyl better be outside <laughs> just like the other ones <laughs> the outside can be different but i want the inside to be the same <laughs> you said you inside but you ain't that inside <laughs> 
<laughs> well, y'all, we are listening to this just an hour after Beyonce has dropped her latest album, Renaissance, part one in a three-part trilogy, which oh, that part alone just drives me crazy because I'm like, there is more coming and it gives me the space to just appreciate this for what it is because this simply does not define what this experience is going to be because it's simply just a moment of it and it's so focused it's so fun like i just feel so free i need a dance floor right now i need to shake it to the ground drop it what'd she say drop it like a thotty drop it like a thotty hey drop it like a thotty i knew i told you church girl i was waiting for that and once it came on i was like this does not disappoint oh it's so i was so good it's so i just good. need it's so good it's, i was i literally messaged james and i was like if she samples, I feel loved by Donna Summer. I'm going to be so upset because everyone I feel like samples that it's like the only Donna Summer song that ever gets like any love. Right. And it's so overdone. And then sure enough, she did it. But I'll take it. It was great. It is great. I am very excited. Virgo's Groove Girl. I was like these vocals, these runs, ma'am, like, oh. Just like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait to live with this. I've only listened to it through one time and Ugh. I feel very- Glad I'm not you. I've listened to it like 10. I wish she could see me right now. I, oh. Could never be me. Um, you are simply trash. You know, I had a really great experience because I've been able to experience with headphones. <laughs> That's why you coughed, bitch. Not me coughing. Look, I'm going to get COVID now. Um, I was able to listen to it with headphones, with like my speakers all the way up. I was I listened to it in my car, so I've like already experienced it in all the places. And uh, it's just like it travels well. It's so good. I have not experienced it the way I need to, and I'm very sad about that. But I'm excited because I got the rest of my life to figure it through. Figure mm -hmm. it through. So. I, Yes, I am. I can't even talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut up. I yes. can't even talk because I'm just so flustered. I'm so, listen, I am a massive Beyonce fan since day one. It has been a long time. So these experiences mean so much to me. And I am just happy. Today was a great day. We got a BB Blindside, a Sims expansion pack, and a Beyonce album. Girl, this is just pure bliss in my book. Like, it gets not much better of a day than this for me. Even though the Khalees situation had me down a little bit because I was a little bit struggling through that. But I am very happy. Who? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you really want these hands, man. I will drive. I will drive clear across the city right now, Zachary. Play around again. See if I don't. But he won't drive over here to do the podcast live, y'all. Y'all hear that? <laughs> you never, Rude. you did not invite me. I told you to come over here and do it last time. You said, oh, I got to work. Oh, I can't. Maybe, huh? Imagine so don't try that. it. So don't try <laughs> Making it. Making money. Don't try Stacks it. Stacks getting thicker. <laughs> <laughs> thick is legit that girl. I am very here for thick. Oh my God, plastic off the sofa. Gorgeous. <sighs> it's giving like... me an elevated Simple Things by Tamar. Like it's giving me like that vibe, you know, just that I want to like lay back, 
chill with the one I love and just be like, I just love you for you, you know? Yes. I love that. I love a song like that. And you know, I always like Beyonce's slow songs too. And it's not slow, but it's slower than the rest of the album. It's like, it's got a chill groove to it. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. I'm real. I re- and I love that way that she opened this album. I was like, you better talk yo shit, Miss Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. You this better album, say it. It just like oozes confidence. And like my favorite Beyonce is when Beyonce acknowledges that she's Beyonce and no one can be Beyonce except her. One of one alien superstar. Okay. Literally, literally it's the full album just gives me that attitude. And I love it. Cause I'm like, yes, recognize who you are. She sees it. She knows it. She feels it. She is fully embodying the baddest bitchery that she can. Like it is um so i just need to hear this in a club i just need to i want to feel that confident i want to feel that just oh it's just oozing it's oozing from every pore she's never done anything like this before first and foremost Mm -hmm. this is so different for her and it's like it's such an interesting blend of dance but also still real rugged like there's still this like i don't know there's this energy that beyonce has had over the last few projects where she is fully embracing her just like badassery and not backing down and i love that and i'm interested in what is next break my soul stands out on this album so much i feel like it's the only song that really feels like like i completely understand why it was a single because nothing else really i don't see anything else working on radio Mm -hmm. it could be on the radio could work on the radio because it's that like i don't want to say cheesy because it's not cheesy but it's that cheesy disco vibe that everyone's giving right now you know it reminds me of like a mature lizzo <laughs> I could this I could totally see this album being a, a mature Lizzo in a way though. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I thought because I was I mean hearing disco, seeing all the photos, knowing that disco is just such a huge thing in music right now. Like in hearing Break My Soul, while I loved it, like it just made me a little nervous for the album because I was like, please God, don't let this be like shit disco. You know, like I'm just so I'm so over it kind of because everyone's doing it right now, but she like does it in a way that like just hasn't been done and it's great and it's like not it's like disco but it's more like ballroom but it's still like I said mature like it's just it's just different it's very different especially like the second half of the album I just feel like is like very like like I don't want to say experimental because it's not but it's just the only word I can think of is different it's just different it is different, especially for her. And so mm-hmm. I, I, there's a part of me that doesn't even know how to accept it as a Beyonce album because I'm just like, I, this is just not what I would have ever expected from her. But the fact that it's all in line and it's giving all the same energy at the same, like it hits at the same space, it's, it's very cohesive. And the transitions, I was like, oh girl, you was really out here sequencing this album. You was putting in some work because it, it is just... I am very excited to live with this. Well, I mean, like the transition from plastic off the sofa to Virgo's uh, mood is like the best. It just reminds me of like that old school, like whenever I'm listening to like my Donna Summer records, like she always transitions to her songs so like nicely, just like blends in perfectly. And I love, I love when albums do that, when there's like a song that just like goes in and it's like, wait, is this a new song or is this the same song? I don't know. It's just so good. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I just need, I need to hear it louder. Like I need it louder. I feel free right now. 
<laughs> I am so I know this ain't a Beyonce podcast, this ain't a music podcast, but y'all just gotta understand. I mean, we met because of Beyonce, so you guys are just gonna have to <laughs> just you just got to like because it's, uh, it's us. It is truly us. And I feel like I've been waiting for this all day, not for the big brother part, but for the Beyonce part. Cause I was like, <laughs> no one's gonna talk to me about Beyonce, like James is going to talk to me about Beyonce. I just wish I had more of a like an understanding of what I'm talking about, like a real, like really get into the nitty gritty because mm. I I just listened to it one time. I did go back and listen to Alien Superstar again and it is, oh, listen, just, oh. Unique. <laughs> and cozy, I'm so cozy in my skin. I feel right. like it's just like- Might I suggest you don't fuck with my sis? Mm. <laughs> she comfortable. <laughs> I like literally know the whole album already. I've and I'm very jealous. So many times. I'm you very have the jealous. opportunity. If anything, you're always the one that knows all the links and knows everything and has heard everything and won't share it with me. And then this time I hit up James yesterday and I was like, where's the leak at? And he was like, wouldn't talk to me about it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go find it by myself. Bye. <laughs> I had the link, but I didn't download it. I was I did not want to listen or hear anything until it was ready. Yeah. I I just didn't want that. I didn't want that experience to be at work listening to it. It's like it just didn't oh. it just didn't feel right. I, I was at home, so it was like I, I was like there's literally no difference between me listening to it now and then listening to it tomorrow because I'm literally just gonna walk away from my computer right now. Um, so I was like, I, I wasn't going to, but then a coworker talked me into it. And so it's like, she's like, what are you going to get? Like a cookie for waiting. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Let me just listen. Send the link. Raggedy working in music <laughs> and stealing music. I'm calling I the didn't, cops. I didn't download it. Nope. Nope. I was too scared to download it. I didn't download you it. Do? I found, uh, I was sent a link where I could, it was like downloaded to like a website and all I had to do was press play. I didn't download shit. So mm -mm. Mm. my name, my name is not on nothing. I did not have that on any of my devices. I'm calling the FBI. Nope, nope, nope. I did not download. You nothing. go into jail. You go into jail. You go into jail. Um, so this has been fun, guys. Um, uh, have a good night. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed Big Brother. Bye. Um. <laughs> also, Grace Jones on Move when Beyonce said Grace Jones. I was like, girl, don't play with me right now. Grace Jones. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just, it is just fun. I have no expectations on this. I want it to flow free. Beyonce's in a space in her life where she can do whatever she want to do. She has proven herself. She's given us any and everything she can. I just want her to have a good time and express whatever she wants to express. And I'm here for it. Come on, Renaissance. And I'm happy that we haven't got any visuals yet because it'll be, I feel like it's going to be spaced out nicely. So we get new stuff throughout the era. And I just, I love that because I feel like everything is just pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. And you don't actually get to enjoy it like the way you used to. So like, I'm excited that there is no visual yet. Like, I'm sure we'll get it at some point and I'm sure we'll get multiples, but I hope we don't get them at the same time. I hope they're spaced out so that it continues to be fun and exciting. 
I agree. I just really wish that Break My Soul was out right now. No, I can wait. I want Break My Soul to have a shot on this chart. Beyonce never plays the charts. She's in a great position to play the charts right now. She's been at number nine. She bounced up to number seven with an album coming out and releasing the video at the same time. It would absolutely give it the push to really shoot it up towards the top. And the same thing just happened with Lizzo. She went number one because her album came out last week. And I want Beyonce to step into this bad bitchery and accept it. Like she always be, she always doesn't step all the way there and doesn't reach it, which is not a big deal. She don't own, she doesn't, she don't, what am I trying to say? <laughs> She's Beyonce and she doesn't need to be on the charts. I mean, Period. like, who cares? Who cares? There's no one better than her. But I want to see it. I want it. <laughs> I want it. I want to see her at that spot because that is where she belongs. And, yeah. and she has everything it, that she needs to get there at this point in time. So I just want to see it. Take control and give it to me. We'll see. Listen, I'm here for the Renaissance. And I cannot wait to see what Renaissance part two is and part three. Are we gonna have a fall and a winter Renaissance? I'm all for it. Look, I'm happy with what we have. I'm not even worried about part two and part three right now because part one is more than enough to keep me satisfied for a good while. Uh, I mean, gladly, I mean, of course I'll take it if it comes, but I don't feel the need to have it right now because I think this is such a big album. And every time I listen to it, I hear something different that I missed the previous times that I've listened to it. And I think that that's going to happen for a while because she just has so much going on on this album. A lot. And I don't want it to be like a folklore Evermore moment because I still honestly haven't listened to Evermore because I just loved folklore so much. And when it came out, I was just not ready for it. And But Evermore just wasn't as good as folklore when it comes to the focus and the intention behind it like it just is not at the same level it feels like a side dish and so yeah. i don't i don't get that but with Rena i couldn't tell you i've listened to it like maybe three times like twice and then like like online and then once when i got my vinyl and i haven't touched it again because i just like i don't feel like i need it yet like i still feel like i'm enjoying folklore i could have waited two years forevermore to come out you know but but Renaissance, we know, this is a full experience. It's not just this and this is what it is. It's the all three of these pieces are going to work together. Well, that was the more experience. <laughs> <laughs> this these three things work together in tandem, and that's why I want to know because I want to see what the full story she's telling is. Because the other two parts could be completely different. She might give us a full R and B part, a full alternative part. Who knows? I don't. I really don't see all three parts being dance like this and oh it can't be there's no, no way and that's why i'm excited because she has so much room to explore and to give us so many different things and and i want to appreciate this so then when something else comes it's like this is a completely different direction completely different vibe and i'm completely available for it so i just want to know i just want to feel and understand i just like things that make sense and i and i i just like thirst for sense so I think you need to sit and let this make sense for a moment and then we can start talking about the other senses. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you only listen once. For, I got five senses for a reason. Are you, is there anything else you would like to share about the Renaissance that we are, that's upon us, Miss Honey? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Honey. Miss Honey. 
Yeah, I spent like an hour tonight on my stories posting like dumb pictures with like the songs playing. You know how I do on my stories, I do the most. And I've just been like giggling to myself for the past hour making these like <laughs> Instagram stories while everyone's listening for the first time. You're so annoying. <laughs> anyway, we are going to discuss Big Brother 24 and I know we missed a week and I'm not mad about that because I really hated last week. <laughs> like, do we have to talk about that week? Because I really have nothing to say other than those pies look disgusting. Yeah, I don't even remember what else happened that week. All I can remember is the pies because I wanted to throw up. I don't really remember everything that happened either. And like the last episode, we're just going to flow and see where this goes because I really don't want to talk about every little thing because we do cover two weeks. But honestly, that first week, we didn't really got to talk about all that much. But the Other than week, little Poochie being a mermaid. He was such a hot mermaid. Where is my frying pan? I will defry some pooch fish. And <laughs> it must be that. the face because it ain't the cash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm whatever. He has like the cutest face. And then he was talking about his lisp. And I didn't even realize he had a lisp until he said, I just thought that was the way he talked. And which I guess that is the way he talks because it's like, whatever. But I just didn't realize it was like a thing. And then he said it. And now it's all I can. I just think it's so cute. Uh-huh. He is not cute. It is not the face. It is not giving. I am not a pooch fan. I have nothing for that young man. I'm very happy that he took himself back to where he came from. And I hope he remains there because I would like to never see him again, honestly, or hear from him or any of the above. So you can have all of that because I have nothing for that man. He had me so pissed. I can fix him. <laughs> you cannot fix that because that. No, I I mean, I don't know anything. I haven't watched anything or seen anything he said since he's been outside of the house. Everything on the show, there was nothing like super crazy about him. I didn't watch the feeds. I don't know anything about that man. I just think his face is pretty. <laughs> That's it. So... Pooch ended up going home last week, all for his own doing, which was the dumbest thing. It's like, I never understand how anybody can leave that house and have an opinion when you're asked, put yourself on that block and let yourself go home. Like you could have sat down somewhere and would have never been on the block and still been in the house. But because you want to be overly confident because you feel like, oh, if I'm beside Taylor, I'm staying, she going because everybody hates her. It just like burns my grits that he does this and that he would feel that comfortable to do that. And so it's like- He was cozy. I'm sorry. Shut up. I feel like I'm just gonna have Beyonce things to say all night. Fuck. <laughs> I just was so mad. Like, I mean, on one hand, I was very happy because Yeah. Who- I mean, if anything, it was a blessing from God because I kept Taylor safe. Because if not, she would have been gone. Absolutely. So I, the, the, I don't know what Taylor did to get all this good karma in the game. I mean, not good karma as in like the way she's being treated, but the way that she has like found herself to stay in the house. Things have just been like aligning for her and it's like stuff that she's not even doing and like she's lucky it's a little unreal like it's it almost feels way too like serendipitous because there's no reason that she should still be here after what she's gone through because these people should have absolutely sent her home because of the way they've treated her like it just seemed like it's what should have happened 
but I'm so thankful that she is de defying every odd against her because these evil people are going home one after another. And like I, I, I've been tweeting and I've been finding it so interesting. The Big Brother house is like a human body and it is slowly removing the toxins from its body and finding like it's, it's, it's space where it can actually operate in a way that makes sense. Because I truly, and I was saying from the very get go, Paloma and Pooch are the core of the toxicity in the house. Everything that was going wrong and that was going bad, I was seeing it spawn from them. Their energy was just so toxic. It turned everybody around them into, not that these people weren't that themselves, but when you have somebody that you feel like you're close to and they're good at putting on this beautiful face and this beautiful energy of we're friends and we're this and we're that and I'm bringing you into my circle and it's all love, but then they start planting these seeds and you get caught up in those vines and then you're just a part of this ecosystem of nastiness. And that is what Paloma and Pooch were to this house and seeing them removed one after another and seeing the way the house has changed is like almost unreal to watch because you truly see a, a massive shift in the way people use their brains and the things that people are able to do and just how how they're expressing themselves and I was I was just I was very happy that Pooch did that but I also just from a game perspective it was so stupid how dare you say anything about anybody when you made a move like this trash it's super interesting because this season has kind of boiled down to the men versus women at a certain point and the girls came together to get Pooch out and I was very happy that they did and I was actually rooting for the girls because the guys were on my nerves because they just were real like I don't know just just not it but it was still Pooch at the core of it Pooch with Joseph Pooch with Monty Pooch with Kyle who these people were when they were with Pooch felt really just like degrading on my spirit like it just did not work the fact that Pooch somehow put himself in a position to get removed from this house completely changed the landscape of this game and who these people are and how they operate and it's it's really crazy so i don't even really think there's a lot to jump into into the week i didn't even want to talk about it last week like i was so over this game i was so over it but jasmine and amira them being the low down dirty people that they are and flipping the house actually worked to our in our favor and i never saw that coming but i think it's funny i i never looked at like pooch as like the main toxicity in the house like i don't think he helped but i don't think that the thing stemmed from him it did i feel like i don't know i just feel like jasmine and Jasmine and like Daniel and like you I never liked Daniel and this is before whatever even happened this week like I just never liked Daniel right I feel like Daniel is more toxic because he's more friendly he's more but, out with like other people and I think he's more of like the fake person than like Pooch was I feel like Pooch had his like few people that he stuck around but I feel like as far as like reaching the entire house, I mean, of course, I didn't watch the feed, so I could have missed a lot. But I feel like as far as like <laughs> missed everything, <laughs> I know. But I just feel like I don't know. I feel like Jasmine and like Daniel have more reach and more say and more power and their actions help motivate other people more than like Pooch, because I feel like people look 
at them as like somewhat of like leaders. I mean, she was HOH, so I see, I guess, in that sense. But like, I don't know. I mean, that's just the vibe I'm getting. Again, don't watch the feeds. I don't know. But that's just the vibe I'm getting at someone who is watching I, from an outside and, world. And I get that. But I think there's a difference between being boisterous and a leader with your energy in a room. Like, you take up that, that space. But Pooch and Paloma were both thought leaders. They mm-hmm. were in spaces where they would say something and they would talk about people a certain way and get people on board with them. And the, the people around them felt like they wanted to be cool with this person. So they joined in, in what was going on. And this was a pattern that started very, very early on. And I caught, like, I just caught the energy of it. And cause I didn't see a lot of people picking up on Pooch being that. But for me, from the very beginning, I felt like he was the core of a lot of the mess, even with even more so than Paloma, because and even on on Instagram yesterday, he basically admitted to being the person that was trying to make the house turn against Taylor. And he he was saying that because people were like, what even happened? And he was like, well, you know, she was just doing stuff like we would leave the refrigerator door open and she would tell us to close the refrigerator door. And it's like, what? That's why you wanted to send her home because she told you to do what you should have been doing anyway. Like, right. it's so stupid. If, like she told you to wash a dish because you left the dish that you just used sitting on the counter. Like, why should you vilify this girl over something you should have been doing anyway? So he picked up on the fact that she had the wherewithal to speak her mind and be open about the things that she knew that needed to be done. And he didn't like that. He he felt like I'm a grown person. I can do what I want to do. Who do you think you are? It boils down to her being a woman, her being a black woman. There's a lot of things that go into the way that somebody looks at somebody and how they allow themselves to be talked to or treated, even if it's absolutely what they should be doing anyway. And those building those little instances can turn into something massive. And a lot of these people don't even realize what they're doing because of their biases that they don't realize are there. And he was on Instagram confirming everything I already knew, but it was just like infuriating to hear him say it and act like it wasn't a big deal and act like it made sense. And it's like, so now you're out of the house now you don't have the influence of the house and the pressures and you're still saying these things that are confirming that you are ridiculous and terrible he was saying stupid stuff too like he was like you know i there's nothing going on between me and joseph but i was just touchy-feely with joseph because i don't i don't have to have consent with joseph like i would with a girl and i was like bro are you serious like People deserve the autonomy of their body. They can say if they like something or not. You should have consent if you are being that touchy-feely with anybody because they might not like it and they might not be comfortable to say it, especially in a big brother house. So it's like those little things of him thinking something in a certain way, it it can completely shift the energy of a group of people because of the way that he is moving. And I saw it over and over and over again with him. And I'm so happy he's gone because he has a lot to learn and a lot to fix about himself because uh, I was just, I just could not deal with that man. Ugh, my spirit. But anyway, he gone and I'm very happy about that. So after Pooch left, 
the guys were like a little bit confused as to how did we get in this situation? And they could tell that the girls were like doing something. There was something going on over there. And so then we go into this lighters up HOH competition. How did you like this competition? <laughs> I loved it. It was so fun. At first, I didn't like, I don't think I was like fully paying attention to like what the challenge was. So I didn't realize they were lighters until like the cheesy, like slow music started. And then I was like, they're like going, oh shit, they're like waving lighters. Yeah. I thought it was, it was cute. It was cute. I enjoyed that. It was cute. I love that that they looked like they was dancing too. <laughs> um, but no, I whenever we heard how this HOH competition went, I was like upset at first because I thought that they just legitimately let them choose who their partner was. Mm-hmm. But seeing it play out, it actually made a lot more sense, and I wasn't I didn't feel as like weird about it because it wasn't just hey I'm choosing you it was they had to make a decision whether they wanted to go with somebody that was sitting down or sit at an empty table and then they got to make a decision um but it just wasn't it wasn't as as careless as the house kind of made it seem like it was mm-hmm. um how did you how did you feel about that whole situation and how they came <laughs> to these to these partners and these besties I thought it was hilarious. Um, I just thought it was so funny, people like not wanting to sit with other people. <clears throat> I mean, I know there was like a thought process behind it. And I mean, a lot of it made sense, but I just thought it was so funny. It's like, I'm, I'll take the empty table. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Jasmine being the last one, like, <laughs> I was just so funny. I mean, like whatever, she got safety, so good for her. But like, it was just so funny to me. I just, it's just like, I don't know. She was sitting I, there with her leg up. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was laughing to myself as I was watching it. It was hilarious. I thought it was funny that Brittany was mad that Michael sat with her, and Michael, Brittany's like, he's my friend, and Michael's like, she will leave over me, <laughs> right? And she looked like legitimately upset when he sat down too. Like she would like not even like look at him. <laughs> she was not happy. She was definitely not happy. Um, so the other partners were Alyssa and Indy, Joseph and Monty. Daniel and Kyle, Amira and Terrence, Jasmine and Turner, and Nicole and Taylor. And so this competition, they had to hold this lighter and when the music stopped, it was basically like musical chairs. They had to sit down on the chair and the last person that hit the chair was out and had to go sit at a table or choose their bestie. And it came down to Amira and Timmy, what's his name? Timmy Turner, Turner. Turner, I always call him Taylor. Like, I get the T's mixed up. Turner and Taylor, it's, like, hard for me to, like... What did you call him? Little Jimmy, Little Timmy Turner? Little Matthew Turner. Little Matthew Turner. Little Turner. Matthew, little turn, turn. Little turn the beat around. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yes, it comes down to Amira and Turner for this HOH, which is so just poetic in the way that the week ended up mm-hmm. and Turner got his butt in that chair just a little bit faster than Amira and became the new HOH and I was not happy about this at first I thought this was going to be pretty bad for the game because I didn't know what Turner was going to do and I thought he was going to go after Taylor I wasn't excited about that and it just made me ugh. did you feel any type of way that he was winning at first I I mean I like him so I was happy that he won I didn't know what he would do but 
I've, I've been enjoying him a lot more than I thought I would. And then, I mean, obviously after this week, I, like I stand now, he got my stand card, but like, I don't, yeah, no, I was happy that he won over a mirror 100%. I was like, okay, I'll take it because I felt like it, like by the time I watched it, I already knew what happened. But like when I heard, um, that he had won, I was like, I, like, I don't know what he would do, but that's because right. I, you know, I don't watch the feeds or anything. And I feel like until that point, he hadn't had much airtime. So it's like, I truly don't know what he's going to do. He literally had zero airtime <laughs> before he won HOH and None. like they gave him nothing. And then he won HOH. They was giving him all kinds of little things like him saying the state so fast. <laughs> I, he did not say half of them. I'm sorry, half of them were rah, rah, rah. like that was, and then you would just hear a random Ohio. Like, no, he did not say all of them. <laughs> I was like, this is not real. I need you to enunciate, and then I'll be impressed. It was like if SZA sang the states. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, couldn't understand nothing he said. I need oh, the lyrics. Not the <laughs> Who up the lyrics, Turner? Please, what is you saying? <laughs> stupid. So stupid. It's like 11, 12, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> Me too, child. Turner becomes HOH. And, you know, I, I wasn't going to be upset if Amira won because I felt like she was going to go after the guys. And at this point, I'm still very anti uh, Monty. So I'm like, maybe she's gonna do a Monty or a, 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 I don't know. I just felt like there were options, but I also don't really like Amira either. So either either way, I wasn't gonna be happy. But with Turner winning, we quickly realized that this actually might be something than, different than we we're expecting. And I was really impressed with the way that Turner was handling his HOH and the way that Twitter turned its tides because people were really anti-Turner for a long time and understandably so because he was a part of the the energy that was negative against Taylor and he it was just weird because at the beginning he there was a day where he got out of the shower and he asked Amira if she would be okay if he stepped out of the shower to put on his pants because he didn't want the pants to get wet and but he was wearing his boxers so I was like that is very thoughtful to do it's because some people would just do it and not think twice but to mm. think to ask i was like that takes a certain level of character to do that and so that led me to feel like there was more to him than we thought but then the way that he was treating people talking about taylor and different things and being so close to pooch and just like his his obsession with paloma it was like it just was like this is not like the energy is not moving in the direction I thought it was gonna be. But him being away from them, I'm seeing more and more of the energy that I saw then. And I'm like, I'm so happy that he's having the chance to actually open up and be himself because I really do think this is like a pure nature for him because he's been, he just seems very together. So no, I, I was very excited after I realized that he and the boys, their energy just felt different. Joseph was feeling different and Kyle, who I've already been having an eye on, he's been feeling good to me. And I just was really enjoying the energy that they were having and the conversations they were having because they were realizing that these girls had something going on 
they didn't really know what was going on and they started to take notice of what was happening. So Turner ended up nominating Brittany and Michael for eviction. He planned on putting Nicole and Taylor up if Brittany and Michael pulled themselves down. These were the, the nominees that pretty much anybody in the house would have done because it was the easiest thing. In the pairing process, Nicole thought she was being slicker than oil picking Taylor as her partner because she just knew if they got on the block, Taylor was gonna be the one that goes home this week and she was gonna end up getting some power or something being the bestie that stayed. And I was like, girl, you sound just like Luan. And we saw how that ended up. So I was just like annoyed because Nicole thinks she'd be playing the game and she does things, but it always ends up biting her in the ass, putting yourself in harm's way for what reason? She literally did the same thing that Pooch did. And 100. it's like you watched what Pooch did and how Pooch ended up. What would make you think that this is the route for you to take to protect your game? Like mm -hmm. why, just because of the feelings that you have towards this woman, you would, put yourself in this place. It doesn't make any sense. Why do you think that she would do that? Me? <laughs> um, are you talking to me? I'm talking um, to you. Because I think she's raggedy. I mean, look, I also haven't liked her from the beginning. So I said she looked like a little pink chef. Um, <laughs> I look, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I get her I guess I get her mentality in the sense of like, if we're both on the block, like it is more likely that Taylor is going to go because she thinks she has the majority of the house on her side. Like, I think that makes sense. Like I'd rather be sitting next to a Taylor than like a, you know, like a Kyle or like a someone, like someone who's like, you know, good with everyone in the house. I think that there would be like some feeling of safety in that, especially if you're on the side that's talking shit about her, you know, because you think everybody's doing that and everyone's on the same page because for the majority of the game, the majority of the people have been. So, you know, why would they switch it up now? Um, I feel like once you talk shit about someone, especially like openly to their face to where they see it, it's really hard to take that back. So I think that like, it, I, I, I get what she was thinking, in the position that she was in, if that makes sense. And I don't sure. think it was right. It was definitely a risky move, but I think getting with anyone is a risky move and linking yourself with the person that is like the least liked person, as far as you know, in the house makes sense to me. But wouldn't you want to be paired with someone that would probably not be someone else's target. So you wouldn't end up on the block at all. Because if you're, I mean, if you're if you're 100. pairing yourself with if you're pairing yourself with Taylor, she's the number one target in the house. Of course, she's probably going to go up, and you're going to be beside her. I wouldn't even want to be involved in that. And she she thought she was so doing a, a favor for everybody in the house. I took a bullet for everybody. Everyone's going to owe me now because I paired myself with Taylor. It was just like, girl, you're so self righteous. It's so stupid. Not you saying a cop took the bullet for someone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever. I, I get it, but again, I also get what you say as in why would you even want to get near that? I just, I, none of these people are making decisions that make any sense to me. Honestly, the back, the back door of Amira is huge and something that I did not see happening in this game because I didn't think anyone in this game had it in them because they all make horrible decisions. Absolutely. So this season has been interesting because there hasn't really been any semblance of a showman's. We're finally starting to see a connection build between Kyle and Alyssa. 
Mm-hmm. But Kyle is doing such a great job at saying no to showmances. There's a lot of people that say, I'm not going to get into a showmance if I go on to the show. But Kyle is actively keeping himself out of a showmance. And Alyssa wants nothing more than to do everything to that man. And he has like done a great job, even though he also kind of doesn't shut her down because he doesn't want to make her feel bad. And he probably, and he likes her. He enjoys the flirting, but he is, says it all the time that he does not want to get into a showman's because it'll affect his game. And I appreciate that so much because y'all are here to play a game. Like that is your number one priority. And he has done such a great job at that. And so he also has just let Alyssa get close to him though. And well, I think he's just like a little boy. He don't know what to do with no girl. You know, like, I think that like the whole fun flirty, like, I think that's just like his personality, you know? I think yeah. that like anything beyond that, he just reminds, like, I don't know. He just reminds me of like a little kid. I mean, who is very much like under his mother's wing or something, you know? And like going and being with another woman like would be terrifying for him. That's just like, the, the, that's just the energy I get from him, you know? Like he can't handle it um so like that's to stay away especially like in front of everyone and I mean he was also like Mormon which I don't think he is now but like I you know like they're really strict about stuff like that so I think that that probably plays a role in it as well but he he's still using it to his advantage which I think is awesome and Mm -hmm. honestly has changed the course of this game and I've I never would have thought that a showmance would be the reason that a season would actually have some potential because usually people succumb to that attraction and succumb to that energy. But Kyle legitimately has taken the energy by the horns and has shifted everything. So Alyssa has gotten close to Kyle and she's basically been spilling the beans to him. She told him about the Girls Girls Alliance. She told him about the Old School Alliance. She has spilled very important information to Kyle, which made him realize that he was not involved in a a big structure of the house. And this is what kind of brought him back to his homies in Monty and Joseph and Turner and like just was letting them know like, Alyssa told me this and this, I don't think that we are in a good spot. Like the girls really have something going on over there and we've got to figure out how do we get out of this they were discussing it and it all started coming together and the energy that they had was such beautiful big brother energy because they really were putting the pieces together and on the right track and watching them come to this realization that something had to change if they wanted a shot at this game at all especially with turner in power they were like we have got to figure out what we can do and And Kyle was like, you know what? We could backdoor Amira because they were trying to figure out who was it that put Pooch in this position? Who, how did Pooch get put in this position? And when they figured out that it was Amira at the helm, it just started spiraling in this beautiful way. I wish that you watched the feed, Zach, because it was just phenomenal. (laughs) It was so good. Record the good parts and send them to me. (laughs) It was so good. Because let me tell you, I wish the edit would have given Joseph's birthday something more. I wish they would have acknowledged it because all of this started to happen around Joseph's birthday. And Joseph was 24 years old. And they say that the, the frontal lobes 
connect all the way and that you're fully mentally mature when you turn 25 as a male. And literally we saw it happen overnight for Joseph. He turned 25 and the world shifted. The ground shook, the house lights flickered, like things were different. Was Vecna in there? <laughs> Vecna <laughs> had them up in the sky, <laughs> running for them hills. The Matt, what is this up? <laughs> running up them hills. <laughs> Oh my God, they should have had a Stranger Things competition for the instead of like trees, they should have had like Vecna and then them like being lifted up. Oh. <laughs> That's why Jasmine was so scared. She was like, I saw Stranger Things. I saw what happens when you get lifted in the sky. <laughs> in the sky. Joseph turned 25 and everything changed. And he opened up because before this, Joseph was very much under Pooch. Pooch. Pooch what is his name? Pooch's wing. And he was showing a lot of signs of just like negative energy. He was he was taking part in kind of the negative energy towards Taylor. He just wasn't invested in the game very much. Even though he was, he knew what was going on. He wasn't very vocal. He just, the energy was weird. All of a sudden, he had this brilliant idea and was like, we have to, we have to make this work. Him and Kyle just came together and really just figured out what was going to happen. And they knew that they needed to bring in the outsiders and actually bring, like actually make something happen. They needed Michael, they needed Brittany, they needed Taylor. And if they brought them in, they could actually have the numbers in the house and could control what happens. So if they did take a shot at Amira, they had the numbers to do it. And it was so amazing. It felt like Power Rangers low key, like they were just like coming together and figuring out what they were gonna do. And it was just so fun. They were trying to get Taylor to come up, come upstairs so she could fully confirm herself into this alliance and they made fajitas and they were trying to lure her out of the room with the fajitas and she would not move she was sitting in that room for hours and we were all like if she don't get up and go upstairs and when she <laughs> finally when she finally got up to go upstairs they were all cheering and so excited and none of that really made the episode because there was so much else going on but it was really fun to watch like some real big brother happen because we, we saw what those girls were doing and the way the trajectory that we were headed down and it was it was not going to be good, but they literally saw that they had the opportunity to bring in other people and build a new alliance. And we talk about this year in and year out that if if people in the house would just see the people on the outside and put something together and actually do something to fight against the structure of the house they could change the game and it's very rare that we ever see that and to see it actually happen this time and happen so flawlessly with joseph the of the 25th year like he it just it was amazing and turner took a shower clean turner came through for the win like they really was he not showering or something or just were people just saying that he doesn't look like he showers like i could i don't understand people i keep seeing turner and showers on i think it was a little bit of both because <laughs> he talked about it he even people in the house were like because i think well there's that video first and foremost of him in the van and all he he said all he does to shower is pour his water bottle on his hair and like he just like a, a van shower and he it was an active conversation in the house about Turner's strange showering habits mm -hmm. um, and how he said he only showers like once a week or something like that it was just like 
very very interesting shower behavior and people were people were definitely saying that there were some interesting aromas and um yeah turner turner was a, is a different one when it comes to the soap and water so at least it's not funk i'd rather be aroma than funk <laughs> <laughs> well it might have been funk i don't know exactly what it was but it, it definitely was a situation that people were in the house were discussing mm-hmm. so that's where that came from but he took that shower and he washed all that away and he came together with 25 year old joseph and kyle and monty and they brought in michael and Brittany and taylor and it was a beautiful beautiful thing and it's all because of Alyssa's mouth and i'm so thankful that she opened her mouth because she ain't done much else but this is something that we can actually use so the leftovers is the name that they chose and they formed how did you feel about seeing this on the show and all of this come about i mean it was incredible to see the leftovers form especially when um joseph came in and started talking like i got a little teary-eyed um because i like i mean we we haven't talked about what happened before that but i can't imagine being in a house with that many people and feeling so alienated and just like shot down by everyone and like I feel like I mean Taylor obviously has to be feeling that especially after the whole showdown with um, her and Daniel and Nicole and so just to have that moment and have like him saying that stuff and it just feels so genuine and like look like you do have a place here like now you also have people to work with like I was just really happy for her and the way he said it I don't know it was just perfect and so um I, yeah, I got like a little emotional watching it. I did too. Watching it on the feeds and Kyle and Joseph both handled it so beautifully. They fully made her feel welcome. They made her feel like she was a part of this. And they explained to her that they understood that she had been in a very tough situation. And if she joined them, that she could completely change the course of her game and that they would have her back like in a real way. She would have some people. and. It was so incredible to see her get to this point because she has had her back against the wall since day one, second one. She's not had a chance to play the game at all. This is the first time that she's actually been able to be in a space where she could feel any kind of safety and feel like she could talk game with people and actually work towards the benefit of her own game, as well as protect and help the people around her that she is building this trust with. And it was, I was super emotional watching it too, especially after all that she has dealt with and gone through at the hands of all of them. And I was I was really taken that they seemed so genuine, but I was, it was hard for me because Monty was one of the biggest negative forces against Taylor in this house. And especially as a black man, it was very hard to watch him do that to her and to be, that negative and and just mean towards her direction. So it was hard for me to accept the fact that he now was benefiting from her being a part of this of this alliance. But at the same time, she was benefiting as well. And I, I do believe that they genuinely understood what was going on and felt bad. Once once Pooch left, Monty kind of realized that Paloma was probably the issue that she was the one that was probably feeding that information and Taylor was telling the truth the whole time. 
So it really made him shift the way he was looking at things. And it really changed the game because they were all so wrapped up in the falsities that Paloma had weaved through that house. And it just was, ugh, it was so nasty. It's so hard to talk about this current week without like diving into everything that's happened because it has just been so fascinating and like encouraging and amazing to watch. Like it truly, I think is gonna go down as one of the best weeks in Big Brother history because we mm -hmm. rarely see people come together and work towards their best benefit in the game. Based and actually accomplish strategy <laughs> And actually accomplish it and use strategy and work as this well-oiled machine. Like they were putting in work, the way they were acting and everything afterwards too. I was like, this is phenomenal. This is amazing. It was mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. So I guess we should talk about Nicole and Daniel. Watching the way that this unfolded was super upsetting to me and confusing to me because the feats had been so good the day before. And the next day I was really looking forward to seeing what was gonna unfold and how things were gonna go. And pretty early in the morning, Nicole comes out of the diary room and she was she was crying, like bawling. She, run in, she ran into the room and asked to be alone. Nobody went in and everyone thought that her mom died or like her mom, her health like declined and that the DR had told her. And in the episode, Big Brother tried to explain it like Nicole was upset that she was gonna have to throw this veto competition when that was not the case at all. She was upset because the, the DR had told her that things that they were saying about Taylor were not okay because apparently somebody said they wanted to throw soup on Taylor that they were gonna like just like like actual physical things that they that? were saying. I want to throw soup on you. I think like I can think of a million things to say, but soup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think there was something going on with. I'm I'm not really sure what happened, but I think it was Indy that said that, and but Nicole had said some stuff too previously, and the DR, I guess, checked her on it. And she comes out of the DR bawling, talking about how hard this game is and all of these things. And everybody's worried. And Taylor's sitting out there and she's like, she's worried too. And she asked Monty to pray for Nicole and for her mom or whatever's going on. And I was so annoyed because I was like, the energy in this house was, was so great today. And then Nicole now is, completely killing the energy because people think her mom died when really she just got checked for being an asshole and now she's destroying the energy in the house and mm -hmm. so it just was such a stupid experience finally nicole and daniel start talking in the room and people start going in there one by one like it's a like she has to have visitors <laughs> and we only have visitors one at a time and i was like what the hell is this <laughs> it was so stupid and so they they go in and talk to her and ask her if she's okay. And whenever Taylor goes in to talk to her, she's like, you know, it'll be, it's, you know, I don't know what's going on, but just put yourself first. Like, if you have to tap out, it's okay. Just do what is gonna be best for you. And she said it in such a sincere way. And Which is a normal fucking thing to say when you think that someone's crying because something happened to a family member or something. It it's so infuriating that they didn't know what she was actually crying about because obviously the responses 
would have been different. I'm sure Taylor would have been just like fucking grow up and she would have stayed her house outside, you know, but like people were genuinely caring about her because they thought something bad had happened. And sometimes in that moment, you need someone to remind you of like, what's important. Like, this is just a game. If something's going on outside and you need to go, that's okay. Don't take it back. You know, like it's so frustrating deeply because how do you take that wrong like you know the situation that you're in because and especially when you just got checked for the way that you're treating this girl and she's coming to you with kindness from her heart and being very sweet to you and you take it wrong and i knew in that moment as soon as taylor said you can tap out nicole the way that she like popped back she was like, that's not even in my vocabulary. And I was like, oh gosh, she's gonna use this against her. And it's gonna be not- Those are very simple words. So you should <laughs> increase your vocabulary then. It was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was so stupid. And so I didn't I didn't realize that it actually was happening because this fight happened off the feeds. We didn't get to see what actually happened in this, this exchange. And, mm-hmm. but we, we heard about it and we heard that, that Nicole and Daniel had, had said some things to, to Taylor and that things had just gotten pretty nasty and seeing it on the show honestly was so much worse than I ever could have expected. And I was, I was so legitimately upset for hours after watching that yesterday. I could not believe that Daniel and Nicole treated her the way that they did. And I do not understand how they think that they can move forward treating people like this. Like, at what point is this okay? Well, Nicole, I'm not surprised. She's a cop. Um, And Daniel's just a little raggedy asshole. So I'm not surprised at all. But disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Like, I can't especially not in the big brother setting when I know everyone's watching me imagine going off like that. Like it's embarrassing. It's disgusting and it's embarrassing. And if it would have been Nicole, I think I would have been not more understanding because it's still raggedy, but I think it was her battle. But Daniel stepping in when he wasn't even in there with the conversation, he doesn't even know exactly what was said. Nicole 100% exaggerated it made it seem like she was coming from a different place and for him to take that and then use that to then like speak to her the way that he did was just it was disgusting I can't even think of another word right now it was bad like it was just really really bad and embarrassing and really showed his character and I really believe that's just who he is so it absolutely is fuck him and fuck him I can't yeah period I have nothing for Daniel I have nothing for Nicole. I am fully against anything they have to offer at this point. I was so disgusted, but I was also so in love with with the lays. With the lays. I want a t-shirt that says with the lays on the front and then on the back, you taking me to finale? <laughs> but honestly, like, like, what else was she supposed to say? Like who go, walks into a room like that and expects people to come at you like that? like immediately, not even ask questions about what was said or anything just to come and like bash you in front of other people, you know, like who, 
why would she expect anything other than him to be joking, you know? Exactly, because the way that he said it too, it was like, it just came out of nowhere. And she was like, I just got my chips. What's she talking to me? Like, what? Right. And so I completely understood her being confused. And when she talked about not realizing he was serious, I didn't know just how much she didn't realize it, but she legitimately did not realize that he was being serious. And mm-hmm. then Nicole's asked being like, oh, chips before a workout. Bitch. Talking about how she doesn't like passive aggressiveness or whatever, bitch, that is like the most passive aggressive thing you can say. Like, are you kidding me? Dumbass. I was so infuriated by both of them, like, but also extremely upset that nobody said anything to Daniel. 100. If I would have been in that room, I would have shut it down real fast. I would have been like, dude, what the fuck? Seriously? Like, don't. Like, stop. Like, just say stop, you know? Like, something. Something. And I, you know, I understand on one hand that this is a game and that people are, you know, worried about their position in the house. But when you see somebody doing something wrong, like blaming someone's mental health breakdown on someone else, you don't just stand by and allow that to happen, especially when you know all the parties involved and you know what's happened. Like, you did, why, why would you just stay silent? Everybody in that house stayed silent and just let Daniel talk to her the way that he did. I could never do that. I just do not understand, A, how you talk to someone like that, but putting that on someone, even a, even a person that could think that somebody else has the power to make somebody's mental health deteriorate to the point intentionally to make them leave the house, you have an issue inside. Something about you is not completely connecting because that is like absolutely ridiculous. And whenever Taylor said, that's not fair, I wanted to jump in that screen and tackle that man I'm not a violent person, but listen, that that sent me over the edge in a sense. I I was so hurt for her because she you could tell that she really was like affected by the fact that he was doing this to her in front of the whole house. I I don't even have words for it. Like I like I of course she's affected by it. Like nobody would walk away from that being like, okay, whatever, especially not in that situation with emotions as high as they are and just like being isolated with those, these people and then feeling like everyone's against you. Like, I can't imagine feeling any lower than how she must've felt in that moment. Like there's literally nothing you can do. You can't escape it. There's nothing you can do. And it's for somebody to want to go that low to hurt somebody else is such bullshit. This is a fucking game. Please relax. You barely knew Paloma. She was there for a, a week, less than a week. And, and honestly, was she even there? Her mind was somewhere else. <laughs> like she was some. She was not in that game. She was on a whole nother spiritual level, experiencing enlightenment and shit. So like, <laughs> I like you don't even know Paloma. I'm sorry, but like, no, shut up. And then to have the nerve to say that she was trying to do that to Nicole, like, what? Are you like? Come on. Nicole is doing, if anything, Nicole is doing it to her damn self. If she wouldn't have sat in the room and cried for like an hour, nobody would have said nothing to her and everything would have been fine. Also, if someone said something to like, you can go home, just be like, ha ha, okay. And then just like, let it the fuck go. 
Like, do you really not have anything else to talk about? Like, you just want to be mad at this girl. You just want to be mad at her. So no matter what she said, if she would have walked in and been like, hey, you want some eggs? She would have been like, oh, I was just crying. And she's the only person that didn't care about me and say anything to me. She was just asking if I wanted some eggs. Like, it, you know, no matter what Taylor said in that situation, it would have been bad. And all Nicole can talk about is how she has so much integrity and she's all of these great integrity. things. If that's she, what integrity means, I... I'm glad I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> because like they are they are just truly terrible energies to very nasty people. And they act like they are so, and that's the thing that pisses me off the most is they act like they are these loving, caring, empathetic people, and that they they love life and they have so many beautiful things in their life. But if those are the fruits of your spirit, we will see the fruits of your spirit. Like, if you are a good person, we will see goodness from you no matter what. Even if you make a mistake, eventually you're going to get back to that goodness and we're gonna see genuine, positive and loving fruit coming from you. We do not see that from them. And I, I really believe that in so many instances, where you don't even have to tell me who you are. I can see who you are by the things that you care about, by the things that you talk about, by the way that you treat people, by the energy that you carry in a conversation, by the way that you talk about yourself. And if you insert yourself in ways that enrich a conversation or just enrich you. There's so many ways to, to really see who somebody is. And Daniel and Nicole both have so many negative trends that just show that they are not the people that they, th that they think that they are. And it's so infuriating to watch people think, oh, it's so crazy. And I've been having to talk bad to my mutual friend with Daniel because he doesn't fully understand the show. And I was like, listen, your guy is really fucking up. I am not a fan. I do not like him. I cannot believe that this is a person that you have in your life. Does this energy never come out of him in any other way? Like, I just can't imagine somebody living their life and being this person, but you don't see that in, in real life at all. What do you say? He was, he doesn't really understand. He was like, you know, he's had a hard life and we've been friends since we were little. I care about him, but it's not okay if these things that you're saying are true. And, but he's like, I'm going to check it out and see what, see it for myself. But I told him, I was like, if Daniel comes out of this house, if he says that the show is edited this way or that people don't see everything, you got to shut him down immediately because that is not the truth. It's not going to fly anymore. It's just simply not okay. And he needs to be checked. He needs to be held accountable for the way that he has experienced this game because he has really, really brought this cast down. It's, it's disgraceful to watch, honestly. Yeah. I just really feel for Taylor. She deserves so much better than this, but seeing this in juxtaposition to the leftovers make me feel so much better because she actually has a shot. She actually has people that have her back. She's actually in the game now and they can still treat her and, and think of her however they want to, but it doesn't matter because she now is in a position to win and they are now in a position to take their asses home. So, hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> She's comfortable. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was really excited to talk about this week, but like diving back in has just pissed me off all over again. Like yeah. it just really irks me deep and I hate it. I've never, well, 
Last season during the Kylan Xavier situation when Kylan was evicted, I was probably a similar level of angry, but this anger lingered. And I'm not a, a type of person that gets mad. Like I'm not a very like, I don't know, I get over things pretty quickly, but this lingered for hours after. And a lot of it had to do with Pooch too. And you know, so Pooch got online, it was basically saying a lot of the same stuff like, oh, you guys don't get to see everything. And these things are edited. And I was in the house, I understand what was going on. And these are good people and all of this other bullshit. And I'm just like, you know what, sir, we don't need to hear this. Go away because you were a massive pro problem in that house first and foremost. We don't need to hear this from you. And I just don't understand why people think that they need to come out of the house and talk about how we can't see everything because your ass don't see everything either. You're in one room talking to who was ever in that one room. So if you wanna think of it that way, our vantage point is a lot bigger than anything you ever have in that house. So why would you try to completely disqualify any opinions we have because we're not in the house? Because we the, the live feeds are quote unquote edited. It's an excuse and it's bullshit and I'm sick of it. And I just cannot deal with them constantly trying to play these games because nobody gets held accountable. And then there's people like Tommy Brocco who are just gonna be in their Instagram comments saying, oh, all this stupid frou-frou stuff without actually like really being a human about anything. Like, why can we not be humans about anything in this situation? It's not just a TV show. These are real people in real lives and real issues. So when you completely disregard the heart and soul of what this experience is for some Instagram followers or some engagement over here. It is the most like just disgusting, vapid bullshit ever. And I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. We are tired of it. I am so tired of it. They have got to stop this because I, I I'm at a point now where I, I want to, talk to certain people and have a real conversation. I don't know if they ever would, but I people need to stop with so much of the energy they bring into this space. And people want to say, well, it's just Big Brother. It's not that serious. Of course, it's just Big Brother. But these issues pour into real life as well. And these people make these decisions that affect a lot of other people. And nobody calls them out for it. And I don't understand why. Let's get pooch. You just want to flirt. <laughs> I just want to flirt. <laughs> I hate you. Um, can you send me pictures in your mermaid tail? <laughs> so I. <sighs> but you know what? I have to shout out Big Brother, though, because I feel like the edit was pretty good this week. I was really surprised that they started the episode talking about colorism and how that affects the way that people view Taylor especially in juxtaposition to people like Brittany and Amira. And they weave so many great things into the story to try to make it make sense, even though everything wasn't 100% accurate. But I do think that they did a pretty good job at, at trying this week. And this was the week to actually do so because the story that was told this week was really phenomenal, honestly. And I, I really was happy and, and I felt good about the way most of the story was told. Michael and Nicole, is her name Nicole? No. So Michael and Brittany end up winning the power of veto and Jasmine passes out. And I was like, girl, how you pass out and you ain't left the ground? Like you literally have done nothing. You stand up and then you pass out. 
and then you get cleared medically to compete, even though you got a sprained foot, but then you say you ain't gonna compete because you afraid of heights and you got anxiety. I was just like, what? It was a lot going on. She just didn't want to do it. She is lazy as fuck. I'm sorry. But just seeing like, I mean, I don't watch the feeds, but seeing stuff that people have posted about people having to bring her stuff and then her having an attitude about the things they bring and everything, like, I feel like it's really hard to make that woman happy. It's extreme. And it's impossible. God bless her husband. Speaking of her husband too, which my friend might be listening, but I got on my personal situations and I saw somebody talking about the live feeds and I was like, wait a second, you ain't never watched Big Brother before. Why are you tweeting about like, and it wasn't just tweeting about the show you could tell that they were watching the live feeds. And I was like, hold up. And so I reached out and they said they never watched Big Brother before, but their fiance's best friend is Jasmine's husband. I was like, oh gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> and that they they watched the, the premiere at Jasmine's house and all this stuff. And I was just like, why do I have all these connections to terrible people? Like, please. Mm -hmm. like The worst ugh. people. The worst people. I'm like, maybe I should. Truly everyone, because you had the connections to Frenchie, you got connections to Daniel, if, Jasmine. I if mean, you, you know me. Think about your connections. <laughs> we need to find him some new connections. It's Listen, if you know me, don't go on this show because you might be trash and you just don't know. <laughs> but it's not even the people that I know, it's the people that they know. So I'm mm. not going to take blame, even though Frenchie was, never mind. There's so There's just so much that happened this week. It's almost like, we really should have been more more uh structured with this week because there was so much that happened <laughs> this is perfectly fine i mean honestly like i was texting you earlier today like i'm done with this show like honestly unless they like unless there's something new next season like i don't know if i can do this again i'm not having fun watching it like it was fun watching like how it all worked out tonight but I'm just not having fun with Big Brother anymore. Like, it's the same thing every single season. There is no change. There is no difference. The same, I mean, the comps change in themes, but it's like the same comps, same situations with the housemates. I mean, it's, you watch you watch the housewives every season and they be doing the same stuff over and over and over again. But it's different. How it's is different. it different? How is it different? It's just different. I don't know. This it also doesn't come on three times a week, and I don't have to do an hour, two-hour podcast about it. Like this, this just isn't fun. Like, at least with Housewives, like I'm laughing, you know, like this, they know what they're signing up and they're getting paid very well to go through the hell and shit that they go through on that show. This is like innocent human beings being tortured and you're not wrong. It's just, it's just frustrating. And I'm just like, I'm kind of just tired. It's kind of like how it was with like Survivor last season. Like I just didn't watch it. Like I just know part of me and I don't want to go back and watch it. I felt really good about not watching it. I needed a break from it. And I feel like that's just like, until something happens with the show where they can get this shit under control and we can just play a game and not have to deal with this. And the game is new and exciting and whatever it's just like I'm kind of just done I'm doing it so I can do this with you but like I'm not enjoying this season at all I didn't have fun watching any of the episodes 
I mean, tonight, like a few moments I laughed and it was like a little exciting, but like, I just don't have fun with it the way that I used to have fun with it. Like, it just doesn't feel like big brother anymore. I'm not excited about anything. I don't blame you. I felt the exact, I was very much over it, but seeing the way that this has shaped up this week has been such a refreshing experience because they are actually doing like strat strategically getting themselves out of this situation and completely reversing the negativity of this season in one week in one move and that is inspiring to me and that show that is the reason i watch the show it it makes it's it's very difficult all the time but those moments are worth it for me because that's the core of the whole point of this show and that's the reason i stay around so i get it but i'm like can we just change it can it be like little sister next season and it'll be like a completely different game or something i just like i just need something to make it exciting because it's just like i feel like i know what's gonna happen all the time like yeah the winner may change or i may be surprised at who's hoh or something but it just it's all like it just feels predictable even though like there's no way that this season feels predictable to you. Not predictable. Like I said, it changes like who wins the HOH, like stuff like that's not predictable, but the game itself is predictable. Like the out, like it's just, I don't know how to put it. It's not who wins or the stuff like that. It's just the game itself. Like it's just, it's boring. It's old. We've done it. Like how many seasons am I going to watch of the same thing like I just something needs to change and it needs to be more than pairing them up you know like I don't know what it is and I don't know how to put it into words but it just feels it feels old and it feels I'm just bored (laughs) I'm really fucking bored watching this show I'm sorry that's just how I feel I know I just wish you wouldn't express it in the middle of recording Well, you can cut it out. I don't care. You can leave I know. it. It just, it just feels like, like, I'm like, well, then why are we doing this? Why do we continue? I mean, I don't I'm, know. I feel like this may be my last season unless something changes because it has really been a struggle for me to even get the energy to watch these shows. I feel, I don't feel happy when I'm watching them and I don't feel happy when I'm over, like when it's over. And honestly, it's, it has a lot to do with the experience between watching the show and watching the feeds, because watching the show doesn't give you much of anything. Like you can't fully understand or experience the breadth of emotions that really go into everything that's going on or even connect or find anything to really sink your teeth into because they don't give you enough to really do that. So I think that's why for me, I can still find a lot of joy in it because watching mm-hmm. the feeds is a completely different experience. Like it is, it's it's like, it's breathing, like it's living and breathing. The show mm-hmm. is is absolutely stale. It's absolutely boring. It's absolutely just not well done. It's very childish. It's not good. But yeah. the game of Big like, Brother is amazing to me at I its best. Like it, <laughs> for me, I think it's just ignorance is bliss. I kind of miss just being a full casual and seeing that and not having any spoilers and like, it being like, oh, I wonder who's going to be up tonight and not, and it's like now because of Twitter, I know everything that happens like a week before I see it. So when I see it, I don't feel anything. I'm like, okay, I knew that was going to happen. Oh, because you're happened. not watching the feeds. If but I don't, feeds, I don't have time for matter. the feeds. I don't have time to watch the feeds. I can't have that on 24 seven. There's other stuff in my life that I got to do. And you I are not don't. that busy. Don't try it. I like to differ. 
but I I don't have the time and I'm not going to spend my time watching the theaters. No, I understand that fully, but I hate when people are like, I don't have time don't. for that. No, because you have time to do so many things that are unnecessary, but like, you do that do because you- unnecessary? We're getting completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear what I do in my life that's unnecessary. <laughs> this is completely off topic. Let's find our way back and just get through the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany and Michael win the veto. They pull themselves off the block and the leftovers make their move. And little Matthew Turner puts a mirror on the block and he gives a really awesome speech in the process, talking about how the house has focused in on one person and made one person's life very difficult in this game and that he also has not been the best person in this game but starting today things change and he's not going to allow it to continue and he puts a mirror on the block instead of nicole and taylor which everybody thinks is going to go on the block it was such a relief to see this energy shift like this and have these negative people get what's coming to them because they think that they're in control, but they find themselves in a position where they the things that they think they have control over actually have control over them. And it is glorious to watch and also glorious to watch the leftovers remain under the table. Like they people don't know what's going on, how this is occurring, why Turner would think he could do this move if he didn't have the support. And it was just, it was phenomenal. It was such an amazing experience to watch this unfold the way that it has. And I'm honestly so proud of The Leftovers for actually following through and getting this done. And it was hilarious because Amira was basically narrating her eviction cycle because she was saying like, when she went to look who was outside and she was like, oh no, that's just who's left over. <laughs> and then she was like, <laughs> she said that the game was too easy this week and she also was she said so many things that went against everything that this week actually ended up being and tonight she was voted out of the house and people thought terrence was going to be the one to go to the point that nicole took terrence into the hoh room last night and had a conversation with him about him being the one to leave today and he knew she was full of shit. it was kind of amazing to watch because terrence has kind of been just there like he hasn't contributed much or done much it's been hard to know if he's even fully invested in this game but last night he knew that he was staying because Brittany and michael and taylor had kind of hinted to him that a plan was in the works and the fact that his best friend nicole was basically being like well you gotta go i'm sad about it but you're gonna go when other people were actually trying to help him and so he knew this and he was playing it off so well and didn't even really give anybody any idea that he knew that this was how things were going to go down. So it was pretty wild to watch. There were so many moving parts this week. I did have a question, though, which I was interested in your thoughts. Okay. Like, Ask it. In a Ask away. Shut up. <laughs> in a Let me know your question. Zach, don't play <laughs> with me. It's okay. <laughs> in a situation so in a <laughs> so in a situation where people are making bad decisions and are being bad people to others 
And somebody like Pooch says things like, I know these people are good people. They just have made a bad decision, but I know that they're good people. They're just doing bad things. So to you, what is the idea of a bad person if a good person can do bad things, but still be a good person? This feels like one of them SAT math questions. What was that one more time? <laughs> Run that by me again. That was a hard one. It's too late for me to think this much. Um, I know. What it's is a bad person if a good person is someone who can do bad things? Yes. Um, is there a such thing as a bad person if the good people are allowed to do bad things and still be called good people? I think that they're... I think it just depends on how much bad you do. I think that there are good people who have moments of badness. <laughs> I think that there are moments, I think every everyone, no matter who we are, there are moments where we do things that are bad that we shouldn't do, Absolutely. whether it's intentional or not intentional. But I think that if your good outweighs your bad, then I think, and that's not something that you usually do. You hit a breaking point or something happens then I don't think that like you are a, a bad person, but I do think that there are people who just continuously do bad things and don't learn from the bad things that they do. And when mm. it's pointed out to them, they get defensive or they don't listen. And then they just continue to do it over and over and over again. And I think that that's a bad person. So I think if you do something bad, someone calls you out on it or you recognize it on yourself, you do something to fix it. I think that that would be an example of a good person doing something bad and then okay. feeling remorse for it. Absolutely. I fully agree with that. I, I, I do, I do believe, and I'm no, I'm no saint. I've done things wrong. I've made mistakes. I don't know what that's like, but it must be hard for you. <laughs> Cause I am perfect. No angel. I won't go there, but. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I wish people wouldn't jump to the defense of somebody being a good, good person when they are actively being a bad person. Well, also in this game, you don't know these people. I don't think that you should be speaking on someone's character that you've known for two weeks. You know, like you can be like, they seem like a good person, but you can't be like, they're a good person, definitive, that's it. You don't know these people. You literally right. just met them. Yes, you were in a very you know, in close place where you were only around them, could only talk to them. So you feel like you know these people, but you don't know these people. You know them within a house. You haven't seen them in the real world, mm. who their friends are, who they surround themselves, what they do in their free time. You don't know anything about these people other than what they're telling you. And most of the time when people tell you something, it's usually the good side of it. They don't tell you the shitty shit they do, you know? And so I... I, cause I know we're talking about it within the big brother and like within, like you said, Pooch saying this stuff. So it's like, I don't think that you know enough to come to these people's defense. You can right. be like, he seemed like a good person when we were in the house, but I don't know him. I think that that's a more appropriate response than just going and blindly defending this stranger. Cause that's what he is. Um, and that's just my, my thoughts on that. No, I fully agree with you. I, people get so comfortable after, you know, spending, you do spend a lot of time together in this house, but you do it under the context of being on television, of being in Big Brother. So for somebody to speak like they know, it's like, I mean, you know this person, but do you really know this person? You don't. So you're really just trying to like hype yourself up at the same time because you want to 
I, I honestly think people just love the idea that they were on a show and that they have this connection and this experience and they use that as a crutch to speak for other people instead of actually speaking to the core of the situation and the issue mm -hmm. at hand. And well, it's just like so annoying. Yeah, well, and it's also just like dating or something like that. When you meet someone and you start dating, oh, they're perfect. The time you spend together is amazing. But then like you you get to start meeting their friends and all that stuff and actually seeing what they're like around other people not when it's just you two and their your little bubble you know where everything is perfect and great but then you start seeing like all of their other stuff when you start to actually like get into their life and i feel like with this like you don't actually get into anyone's life so you don't really know anything if that makes sense that's like what i think about when i think about it no absolutely it's it's very annoying i I'm, I'm, I've really enjoyed this week. I know there's so much that we didn't dive into and there's so much more to talk about, but it's like, it's almost impossible without real focus because there's just, there's so many angles. Um, but I, I really loved, I love the way that, I love the direction this season seems to be heading in now. I think it's rooted in strategy. And I think that they are finally getting back on track. And I'm thankful for that because they were in a really dark place to the point that I really wanted nothing to do with the the rest of the season if it continued the way that it was. So, so I, I know it's hard to deal with it and I'm fully on the same page as you, Zach. And who knows, I don't know if this will be my last season as well because I just don't wanna deal with it anymore. I'm tired yeah. of the bullshit. I truly am tired of the bullshit. Even earlier in the season, I was like, do I need Big Brother in my life anymore? I don't yeah. know if I do because it's not really bringing me a lot of joy. It's not bringing me a lot of anything, but I do love doing this podcast. I love talking to you. Yeah, and and, and sorry to mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say like, I don't, it's not that like, I hate like doing this podcast and I hate talking to you and I hate like everything. It's just like, I just need something new because it's just old and raggedy. And it's just, like I said, it's just the same thing over and over in like different scenarios. And it's just like, I just want to be excited again like when I first started watching Big Brother and the first few seasons I watched were just so good and it was so fun And when we first started doing this podcast like I feel like those seasons were still like so good even though there were raggedy people there was just still something to hold on to it just like I don't I just don't feel that fun in the show anymore there's just something lacking and I don't know what it is but it's just not up to par with everything else right now. And I just wish that they could like figure out how to make Big Brother for where we are right now. I feel you. If that makes sense. I feel you. And I hope that this season shapes up and it can actually be something that we can get excited about to watch. I would love to see Taylor go far. She's honestly the only person I really care about. I'm cool with like the idea of Michael. I like the people in The Leftovers. But at the same time, they were part of the reason that I hated the season to begin with, too. So it's kind of hard to look beyond that. So I'm I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be here and try to, you know, enjoy it as much as I can, especially if this week can go as well as last week goes. If Daniel or Nicole ends up going home this week, I'm going to be very happy. Um, so we will see how things go. But I do really appreciate the experience of this week, even though it 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 infuriated me to the core of my being yesterday. And something has got to change on so many different fronts because these people have lost their minds and I just don't know how to move forward sometimes, but 
Did you see who won HOH? Not that, you know, it's not fun for you, but. Oh, have they already said? Yeah. Well, by the way that you're sounding, it doesn't sound good. So go on and tell me. So we have a new HOH. Um, we started this last episode. Well, they, they ended this last episode with all these letters falling from the sky and they had to find invitations. And by the end of the episode, we knew that Terrence, Brittany, and Jasmine somehow got an invitation to go to this next HOH competition. You know what this reminded me of? I'm sorry. Did you ever watch Super Sweet 16? Yes. Do you remember that episode with that girl who she was like passing out the invitations, but they were of like course. fans and she was like, you can't have one. Jasmine, remember, when it was like invitation, I saw her like over there. She reminded me of that girl. <laughs> and the girl that she fought, she was like, do you want me to beat you up again? Do you? Want- <laughs> do you? <laughs> yes, her. I don't know. Iconic. I wonder what she's doing with her life now. <laughs> that was iconic. But so I don't know everyone who played in the HOH competition, but we do have a new HOH and his name is Monty. So okay. we are we are in another Leftovers HOH. All and right. this could be I'll really great. And so Terrence, since Amir was evicted, Terrence got to choose who he wanted to join as a bestie and he chose Monty and Joseph. So Monty, Joseph and Terrence are all safe this week. Look at Terrence. Right. I'm he happy went, for him. He went from the block to being safe. He did that. They thought he was going home and now he's safe. <laughs> I love so, that. Good for him. No, it looks like this week could be potentially good. Hopefully, Nicole and Daniel find themselves in hot water, even though that means that Taylor or Kyle would have to be on the block with them, I think. Is, is Kyle with Daniel? I don't ever remember who's with Daniel. Whoever's with Daniel is somebody in the leftovers, but they have the numbers to do what they need to do. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this goes, but this could go well. And I just want to see Nicole or Daniel leave this week because I just can't, I just cannot have them continue together in this house. And I need them to come out and see how much hate they're getting because they've got to atone for the foolery of their life. And honestly, I don't really want to hear from them. So, And I think that this will be good to see the strength of the leftovers too, to see if this is actually an alliance that will last or if this was just a fun little blimp within like the season, you know? I feel like with these new alliances, I never fully trust that it's gonna stick, but I think that this could be a really good way for all of them to show that yes, this is sticking and we are all together and we can literally just knock out everyone else one by one. Cause I mean, they'll have a good majority over the house, you know, once they get another one out. And so, I mean, that's exciting. Um, not the biggest Monty fan, but I mean, I'll take it over anyone else that For wasn't sure. part of the leftovers. And you know, this is this is one thing that really does excite me about Big Brother in a sense. I kind of feel like, you know, to, t- to end this episode in the way that we started, I feel like we're headed kind of into a Big Brother renaissance because- <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> I, honey, I, I feel <laughs> honey <laughs> because, because Big Brother 22 was so bad and it, it, it just showed it, it put such a spotlight on the, the shortcomings of this format and everyone that's come before it in the way that they play. Big Brother 23 completely flipped the script. We have never seen anything like the cookout before the way the cookout worked. We had someone as strategic as Tiffany and we saw an alliance of six people make it to the end completely intact and get our first black winner. And this was a response to what has happened in this game for the last 20 years, 20 plus years. 
And so now we are getting another season that started off really terribly and it was shining another spotlight on something that was going on within Big Brother for years that has been a problem. But we are also seeing it turn around and accountability coming in the same season. Usually we have to wait until after the season is over and hope that there's some kind of accountability or something. But we are seeing this season fix itself in real time and people come to their senses in real time and be open and vulnerable and respectful about the things that they've contributed and try to actively fix it. And those, and so I feel like these are two examples of a strategic thinking that completely shifts the dynamic of a season. And we've never really seen it before like this, I don't think. We've seen strategies like these before, but never implemented in a way that it truly fixes something that's an issue, that's been an issue for a long time. So I kind of see, I kind of feel like Big Brother is writing a new textbook on how to play this game. Because people that come after these seasons, they're gonna say, oh, I saw the bullying in 24. I saw the way that all of this happened. I don't wanna bring that into this house. They're gonna see the cookout. They're gonna they're gonna see the way that minorities stuck together, that black people stuck together, that we got a black winner, that there is value in diversity, that there's value in strategy. And we're seeing these things happen and be the main focal points of seasons and really take it to another level. So if we continue in a pattern like this, I can see people having the pieces to actually be in a position to play good games off, off the bat. So like that's why I feel like it could be a renaissance in a sense, because we're seeing literal textbooks, textbook examples for people to open up and, and read and understand what's right and what's wrong in these situations and how they can benefit you and hurt you. They're getting the whole breadth of these experiences kind of wrapped in a bow of a season. So I don't know. I think it could be we could be on a good track or we could just I could just be blowing hot air. Who knows? But I mean, the fact that people still come in and bully after all of the past seasons, I don't you're I think that's expecting a lot out of people. Right. But we've never seen people take accountability for their actions in that house. We've never seen people realize that somebody's being bullied and somebody's having a hard time and actively incorporate them into an alliance and protect them and give them us the space to actually reverse what's happened we've never really seen that before and so while we have seen bullying we haven't seen the evolution beyond that the like personal evolution of people i'm really impressed and thankful for turner for speaking up and because he talked about it even to the camera how he he felt bad for the way that things happen and the energy in the house and he knows that he contributed to that but he also is in a position of power and can change that that's literally what we talk about when we talk about allyship when we talk about so many different things white privilege when you have power use it to fix the issues that you can help with like that's what we want to see and i think that it's literally a textbook definition of doing the right thing and and being a person that does something wrong and and turning it around and understanding it and it being an okay that you made a mistake but now you're in a position to do better and you're actively trying that we haven't seen and that's the reason i think that this is something to take note of because we've seen bullying but we've never seen vulnerability and change like this before and i hope it i hope it remains but i don't know
We shall see. We shall see, child. Well, stay tuned for Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> what come. if I was the voiceover for Big Brother? You <laughs> what if I was the welcome to Big Brother? I'm Zach. <laughs> Big Brother. <laughs> you would just be laughing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You should be the voice of Big Brother, though. I should be the voice of Big Brother, though. This is what I'm saying. It needs to change, and I think we found it. We did. We it's you, it. Zach. It's me. It's me. Because that's honestly all I see on Twitter is people talking about how bad the voiceover is and how they need a new one. I think that that would really change everything. <laughs> what would you say? Hey, boy, um, Amira, with her dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say whatever they want me to say. <laughs> um, so you just I'll try say, to get a check. <laughs> I'll say blindside butter beans or whatever she said. <laughs> Jasmine and these stupid sayings. I'm just like, girl, please go back to Georgia. I'm Literally. so over her. Ugh, she's so annoying. The worst. I really did want to try her nails, but I haven't even looked them up, and I she will not be getting a dime of my money. So yeah, don't even do not that. even a penny, I, not I even a cent, not too. even a crypto coin. Like <laughs> she won't be getting coin. nothing. <laughs> I don't know how to work crypto or how that is, so I don't know if that's the right thing to say. But any of that imaginary think... money that y'all be playing with, <laughs> <laughs> no monopoly dollars, <laughs> no Dave and Buster tokens. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> no car wash coins. Nothing. <laughs> blessed jesus <laughs> but i did look at her instagram and i don't even think she's selling nails right now like i don't see the website i don't see anything so i was like mm, you ain't together like you say you are she's so ridiculous she she people are have been calling her like the new raven because she's always getting hurt apparently today she chipped her tooth on a, a french fry <laughs> and like she's something's always wrong with her she is just uh she needs to go home and stay I was like home. she's gonna get a paper cut with those envelopes those envelopes oh, i got a laceration thought... for these envelopes they That's came what... down so fast and my hand hurts so <laughs> bad now do you see this line on my hand i got cut i need a band-aid i can't perform in anything else anymore because this thing hurts so bad She's like, that letter was as red as Taylor Swift's album red. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I feel like she didn't even get a red card. She probably cut her hand and rubbed the blood on the white card. And then was like, <laughs> she was like, I got it. I got it. I got the invitation right here. Mm -hmm. It might be a little bloody, but it's red. It's red. What <laughs> uh, her dumbass. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to Gina Girl. We really have been reading Jasmine since the very first episode. I can't stand her. Truly. What a letdown. Ugh. I mean, I didn't have any. It wasn't a letdown for me. I knew it was trash from the beginning. Lucky you. I know I'm psychic. I wish I wasn't so positive. <laughs> I'm trying to give people chances and, no. and hope for the best. And I just be... Ugh. So stupid. Well, do you have anything else to contribute to this very interesting episode of Julie Girl of Big Brother Podcast? Um, no. Well, thank y'all for tuning in to Julie Girl, a Big Brother Podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe and tell your Big Brother friends about what we got going on over here. 
If you don't enjoy what you hear, keep that to yourself. Catch BB24 on CBS every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And you can check in on what's going on anytime on the live feeds on Paramount+. Plus. And until next time, yeah, y'all have a good week, weekend, and all of the above. And go Stream visit Renaissance. Renaissance. <laughs> hey, you won't break my soul. Hey, you won't break my soul. Listen, these people in this house are not going to break my soul. That is legitimately Taylor's... Uh, what's the word? Theme song. Y'all ain't gonna break her soul. Guys was like, I will break my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Everybody. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You won't break my foot. You won't break my foot. You won't break my foot. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs>